0: Hello, This is Comfort Blanket, I'm Joel Morris I'm going to be talking to someone who makes cool stuff that I like about some warm stuff that they like Uh, a book or a TV show or a film or a record that they return to again and again because they know it will never let them down something warm and safe, no guilty pleasures just really good stuff Um, and we'll have a little look at it and try and work out where the magic gets in and how it works This time I'm talking to the comedian and writer Tom Neiman Tom is a very good stand-up and is the creator of Radio 4's The Haunting, uh, has written for the News Quiz and the Nash Report and writes loads of stuff like that, it's very funny, uh, and he has chosen for his comfort blanket the film Jurassic Park.
1: <laughs> Dr. Grant, my dear Dr. Sutton, Welcome. To Jurassic Park.
0: Right, this is very exciting because we're doing Spielberg. And initially, the idea for this podcast was to do Spielberg every week <laughs> and not let anyone on who didn't choose Spielberg. So we're going to do Spielberg and we're going Great. to do... Jurassic Park.
2: I'm so excited.
0: And the only response to that is to go,
2: Jurassic Park! Jurassic Park! As loudly as possible. (laughs) Jurassic Park!
0: This is a brilliant suggestion because I think this is the world's most comforting monster movie. (laughs) It really is.
2: And I have to say, the first time I saw it, it was the most scared I'd ever been by the cinema in my life. It was proper like, my parents said, do you want to leave? And I was like, no, I hate this, but I'm in my chair and I I, I don't want to get up. It was, yeah.
0: Because that's a big moment for kids, I Mm -hmm. think. The first time you realise that being scared is okay. Yes, yes. Yeah. Jurassic Park mm-hmm. as an exercise in scaring children. Yeah. That's all it's about. It's about making children scream.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's precision engineered, I think, to do that. You've got everything from abandonment from an, an adult figure who is yeah. then immediately dispatched. He left us. He left us. To then, like um being on your own and and having to negotiate it yourself and i remember like the kitchen scene specifically being something where i was like i can't believe you're allowed to show like yeah. as a kid being like but they could die and how how is this allowed to be seen and i loved it i thought it was incredible
0: it's just the two raptors right you sure the third one's contained
1: yes unless they figure out how to open doors
0: It's a strange film in that it is just about vulnerable children. And the first thing that you see Sam Neill do Mm. is scare a child. And that's when the attack comes,
1: not from the front, but from the side. (laughs) Because Velociraptor's a pack hunter, you see. He uses coordinated attack patterns, and he is out in force today. And he slashes at you with this. Six-inch retractable claw like a razor
2: because he's like selling the threat right there i love that bit because in a pg-13 i guess you can't show guts spilling out but you can show a man telling you that guts will spill out and go so in the future this thing that we're talking about if you see it that's what it'll do to you yeah
1: he doesn't bother to bite your jugular like a lion say no no he slashes at you here or here
2: and that is creating your image something in your mind where you're thinking oh, okay, Velociraptors will do the most awful stuff to you when they turn up.
0: People talk about Spielberg as the ultimate storyteller. Mm. But one of the things he does is he tells stories in that way. He tells stories using storytelling. Yes. The moment you see Dennis Nidri run off into the the (laughs) woods Mm. and you know he's gone to the Dilophosaurus paddock, Mm -hmm. you remember earlier on someone told you what Dilophosaurus do. They spit poison and they (laughs) can kill you.
1: One of the earliest carnivores we now know Dilophosaurus is actually poisonous, spitting its venom at its prey, causing blindness... And eventually
0: paralysis. And it's just, each bit of it is like a campfire story where an older brother said, <laughs> if you go, there's a guy with a hook for a head. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> no lethal at eight
1: months, and I do mean lethal. I've hunted most things that can hunt you, but the way these things move... A fast for a viper, huh? Cheetah speed. 50, 60 miles per hour if they ever got out in the open. And they're astonishing jumpers. Yes, 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 yes. So that's why we're taking extreme precautions.
2: It's a scary story. Yeah, everything is prefigured... And I, wish there was, I do wish there was more of that. I'm not, I don't want this to be railing on current cinema. Things are different, and i embrace that. But part of me thinks I wish there was a bit more time before a monster turned up, that there was just a good, a brilliant character actor with a brilliant voice saying why that monster or that thing is awful. <laughs> when she looks at you, you can see she's working things out. That's why we have to feed them like this. She had them all attacking the fences when the feeders came.
1: The fences are electrified, though, right? That's right, but they never attack the same place twice. They were testing the
2: fences for weaknesses, systematically. That whole speech is just about, oh, these predators are the worst predators you've ever met, and if you're in a kitchen with them, you are dead. And that's all it's selling, isn't it?
0: Why I think everyone worships mm. this blockbuster spielberg storytelling sell so, is its enormous clarity.
2: Your investors, whom I represent, are deeply concerned. 48 hours from now, if they're not convinced, I'm not convinced. Shut you down,
0: John. Yes. And when you see something built on this formula without the clarity, you find yourself uh, feeling like you've been let down. And Jurassic Park is a terrific example of a lot of exposition being dumped very clearly so you know exactly what's going on.
2: Yeah. Dr. Wu inserted a gene that creates a single faulty enzyme in protein metabolism. The animals can't manufacture the amino acid lysine. Unless they're completely supplied with lysine by us, they slip into a coma and die i love it and it means that you can buy into it mr dna is an amazing (laughs) bit of you know it's an exposition dump but it's entertaining and i I watched it yesterday and i was like you are the person who goes visits jurassic park and it watches the animation explains it all and then we then we're off to the races and then you're like okay I, i buy it all because it's been told in a in a an authentic way i guess even though it's nonsense a dna strand like me is a blueprint for building a living thing and
1: sometimes animals that went extinct millions of years ago like dinosaurs left their blueprints behind for us to find
0: there's a lot of embedded exposition in this there's a lot of stuff where something is happening while someone's talking yeah uh, and they they're probably they're dumping most of the book mm-hmm. i and I've, I've not read the novel but david kep who wrote the screenplay for this mm. has done a really good job taking a lot of quite i imagine arcane chaos theory and things, yeah. and dropped it into the mouths of people who are doing an interesting thing yes. while they dump exposition. <laughs> yeah. At the most basic level, to stop you asking, hang on, dinosaurs, how did they come back?
1: But um, again, how do you know they're all female when somebody yeah. goes out into the park and pulled out the dinosaurs' skirts?
0: We control their chromosomes. There's not that much more going on than no. stopping you asking how the impossible <laughs> thing is happening. Yeah. It's really not that difficult. Yeah. But it's enough to make you suspend disbelief 100%. and go on the ride
2: yeah yeah it's and they they know it, it's the perfect amount i always get annoyed when you know when people say like you spot a flaw in something and they always pick on the big thing and go well if you believe that a man can fly around and pretend to be a bat then you'll believe this And it's like well no the film has made me believe this aspect of it yeah. and actually i've bought into that but it hasn't made me buy into this yeah. aspect and what this does is at every stage go are you okay with dinosaurs or bat Okay, right. Now we're going to move on to this bit and this bit. And it yeah. always makes sure you're along for the ride. You're right.
0: Yeah. And the science is really, really good pop science. Yeah. It's, it's the level of do your own research. It makes mm. sense to someone who doesn't understand science.
2: Yeah. I'll tell you the problem with the
1: scientific power that you're, that you're using here. Uh, it didn't require any discipline to attain it. <laughs> Scientists would
0: go, whoa, 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 well, you can't do that. Mm. But when you get to the, the level of throwing away, we spliced in the missing bits <laughs> of DNA with frog DNA. Yeah. And you go, yeah, fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, then when, yeah. That, and then, then when that turns out to be an explanation for something mm-hmm. else you're asking, it's really good at fridge logic. Just yeah, by. yeah, yeah. Anything you're going to go home and go wait, hang on. <laughs> I now buy this ride. Yes, yeah The the the, the shooting of it is clear enough, and mm-hmm. the the staging of it, as always with Spielberg, it's beautifully storyboarded and beautifully made. Yeah, that you don't ask questions while you're being thrilled.
2: But yeah, exactly. It's just like coming out of a tree house. Did you dare to build your tree house? No.
1: Down? no. The thing about climbing is, you never, never look down. This never. is impossible. So, how am I going to do this? I'm, I'm going to help you with the it. Oh, no.
2: There we go. And, like, that whole secret, I mean, we can probably talk in detail about that paddock sequence, which I think is just one of the most perfectly constructed cinematic sequences ever it doesn't make sense and it doesn't matter but you go oh where is the paddock on a is it sort of on the ground level or do you dip into it and how yes, does it... i noticed
0: that they, they climb down and up and i go i don't care because yeah, yeah, yeah exactly i think the logic of jurassic park is pretty much foolproof for a fairground ride yes
2: it does everything it needs to that's um, what i are
0: strapping in for and hmm. i think it's a really good example, exactly like Raid of the Lost Ark is. It's a fairground ride you agree to get on at the beginning. Yeah. It tests how tall you are. Are you are you a grown up enough to get on this ride? Yeah. Usually by doing something horrible at the beginning. Nice. Like you have Alfred Molina gets an arrow in his head, and you go, "Oh, yeah. I'm too young for this. I won't watch it." Yeah. Or, or someone gets eaten by a velociraptor. <laughs> if you want to join the ride, the ride starts. Yes. And at the end of it, you get a photograph of you going, "Ooh, and then <laughs> that's all you're signing up." Yeah, for. yeah. <laughs> Can't
1: you stop these things? I'm sorry, it's kind of a ride
2: one, two, three. I can't do that. What? What? Can they do that? And that is as it should be. That is like the most thrilling bit. And then out as soon as you can possibly get, get yeah. out of that thing. There's a culture of like YouTubers and people whose yeah. job it is to go, who get sc- subscribers going... 15 things that went that you wouldn't have spotted in this film and you know yeah. i watch those i really like them earlier we saw the
1: t-rex standing next to this fence and then suddenly there's a huge clip that is way the f- deeper than a t-rex is tall
2: but i make sure they don't affect the actual enjoyment of the film if that makes yeah. sense so if you're going like the ending of x explained or whatever that is an addition to it and fun to watch but i think there should be clear water between the actual media they're discussing yeah and stuff like that otherwise it gets a bit sort of as it eats its own tail. Jurassic Park Tour blows its wad early by putting the T-Rex Paddock on the second stop of the tour. Any self-respecting theme park would know to put the T-Rex last. I was watching
0: this last night and wondering mm. with these sort of, especially these kind of thrill rides mm. where it's a thrill ride, but I've seen it hundreds of times, mm. dozens of times maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Why am I still enjoying it? Mm. And I think there comes a point in experiencing... Like possibilities with comedy, where it stops making you laugh and it starts just delighting you. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Because you
0: know what's coming next. Mm-hmm. And I was watching this last night, going, "I am delighting now at watching how it's doing it."
2: Yes, and I yeah. think
0: there comes a point if you're a fan of this stuff, mm-hmm. where the comfort doesn't come from how it was the first time round, where mm-hmm. you were too terrified to, to, <laughs> to leave the cinema. Yeah, but in wondering mm-hmm. at the craft and the yeah. art and the enjoyment, mm-hmm. and it is exactly like if you went on a Roller coaster again and again and again. Yeah. And you knew where the bit that made you sick was. (laughs) You'd start appreciating how cleverly built it was. Yes,
1: yeah. When they opened Disneyland in 1956, nothing worked. But John, if the Pirates of the Caribbean breaks down, the pirates don't eat the tourists. I can't wait anymore. Something went wrong.
0: I wonder if the comfort of watching a thriller again and again and again Mm. is after a while you stop being frightened and you start being delighted.
2: By, yeah, exactly. By the sheer sort of, just just the ingenuity and the engineering. Lots of people talk about engineering in this film. It's like someone says, oh, we're in the hands of engineers. And it's like, there is that element where it's just precision built.
1: God help us from the hands of engineers.
2: One of the things people say about this is obviously there's not a lot of CGI in the film. And there's only like eight minutes of dinosaurs. It's, it's,
0: It's six minutes of CGI. Right, and the rest of yeah. <laughs> I remember making this mistake once with John Luke Roberts saying there's only 6 minutes of real dinosaurs in it yeah. and he went real dinosaurs <laughs> yeah, not real there's only 6 minutes of cgi dinosaurs yeah. which was the big technological leap forward mm-hmm. this is 1993 no one mm. had done this before this is brand new technology yeah. there is a lot of astonishing on set puppetry and yeah. animatronics there's a fair amount of dinosaurs in it but 6 mm. minutes of impossible, never been seen before,
1: yes. wow. We all started to plan it out as the conventional stop motion, go motion, rod puppet. And then one day I got a call from Dennis Muir at IOM and Dennis said that he thought that he could pull off a full-size dinosaur that would be authentic to the eye. And the first test he did was a whole herd of gallimimus running through a steel photograph of Hawaii. And it was so authentic and smooth, I actually said, well, that's the future. That's the way it's going to be from now on. Anytime you can see something's legs,
0: yeah, <laughs> that usually is. Yeah. that's CGI. Though the big Tyrannosaur stamp, mm. it's stamping in the mud, that is the most massive machine. Don't move. can't see us if we don't move. Amazing. Most of the time, mm-hmm. if something's running around, it's CGI.
1: A videotape came from ILM. And we saw this image of what they had done and we are just, wow, everything changed.
2: That's where they got, um, we're extinct, wasn't it? It was he yeah. said that and then they gave that to Jeff Goldblum. It
1: was April 20th, 1992. I remember we call it Black Monday because we got the word that production was going digital.
0: At that point in time, it's like emotional, big emotional moments. Like,
1: you know, when your dog dies, because it did seem like everything that I had built up until that time was like, we're not going to do it that way anymore. You know, it's like suddenly, you know, here we are, we're extinct. You know, we're the dinosaurs. But there's only six minutes of those.
0: Yeah. So actually, there's not a lot of dinosaur in it. No. And there's certainly not a lot of the big selling point, which is you've never seen dinosaurs like mm. this before. Which makes it even more astonishing, because then it becomes a feat of storytelling, I think.
2: It really does. I That's, I think, what I was looking out for this time, is I was thinking, okay, because it, watching it now, and I watched it uh, last night, what I was astounded by is it doesn't feel like it's lacking. It doesn't feel like when you watch a, a certain black and white film, something, you go, okay, for the time, the yeah. pacing is different. It feels like you wouldn't feel shortchanged if this came out tomorrow.
0: Oddly, I think mm. it's got enough old fashionedness. Now it's 25, 30 years old. Mm. It does feel part of the Jaws tradition. Right, yeah. Rather yeah, yeah. than part of the Marvel, Godzilla, yes. The Rock <laughs> movie. It doesn't feel like a 21st century film. Mm. It feels like it's got solid story done. It trusts you to listen. Yeah. It yeah. trusts you to wait yeah. in a way that I think a film nowadays would probably be. Dancing around, jiggling about a bit more, mm-hmm. but it doesn't feel slow, or Not at you, don't feel no. you don't feel shortchanged. You don't feel there's no dinosaurs. There. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: now, now, eventually, you do plan to have dinosaurs on your on your dinosaur tour,
1: right?
0: Hello. I really hate that man. I, the first note I made was watching the beginning of it, which is mm. an astonishing scene where it opens, yeah. and again, pure Spielberg. There's a whoosh yep. of something in foliage. Mm-hmm. But it's not a dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> it's a box. Yeah. Which is brilliant. And then you've got Bob Peck, lots and lots of torches, yeah. classic Spielberg, people with li- light sources. All Spielberg films are about people holding lights mm-hmm. because that's how films are made. Yeah. <laughs> there has to be a light source. Definitely. So he's fascinated by where the light comes from. There's a monster, and the monster in the box mm-hmm. grabs someone yeah. and violently yanks them. <laughs> and I went, oh, Jaws. Oh, of the only yeah, yeah, Jaws yeah. is you can't see what's attacked someone, yeah, yeah. but they get pulled one way or another.
1: Yeah.
0: And yeah. I went, oh God, this is Jaws 2. Yeah. All this is, he's got a thing, he's got a technology, <laughs> a monster, mm-hmm. and the monster doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> because. It's 1993, and a CGI dinosaur doesn't work.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah. Far beyond where we were technologically in 1973, 74 with Jaws. And all the rest of the film
0: is about battling the fact that the monster (laughs) he wants to show you, he can't quite show you. Yeah. So every trick from Jaws (laughs) is then pulled in to do Landshark.
2: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's genius. Clever
0: girl. All the distractions that make Jaws amazing, an amazing (laughs) monster movie, are in this film.
2: Definitely. Even if you think about that first shot and about the guy who gets yanked, I don't know how you square what a Velociraptor is able to do when you watch it later, and <laughs> what it's doing to that man there. Because he like he like somehow levitates him for a yeah. bit. You're like, well, that's not what they can do. But it doesn't. But all you're seeing is a, a, like a powerful yeah. thing showing that man is nothing, is a yes. ragdoll to them. Spielberg says
0: something really interesting about this. He said it's not a monster movie.
1: Right? Jurassic Park wasn't a monster movie. It was a movie about animals
2: i'm glad they didn't go for the the monster is capitalism or something
1: (laughs)
0: and spielberg said i didn't want to make a monster movie i wanted to make an animal movie oh and i thought yes you're right yeah they don't do anything evil no no it's life finds a way (laughs) they just do what's natural Mm -hmm. it's a film about lions yeah um in a way that i think jaws is slightly more about a monster
2: it is. There's a, malevol- there's a malevolence that they inf- they sort of imbue it with, isn't it? This
0: one it stops. at this is just nature. Don't fuck with it.
2: Uh, arguably, an issue that they now have with like sort of the the newer films is that, that by the end, the T. Rex is the hero because it saves them. Yes. So it's all going. Oh no, that thing that you were terrified of a while back is just being what it is. Yeah. And it just happens to be helpful this time that it wants yeah, to that- eat the Velociraptors. That's
0: an enormously satisfying ending, weirdly, mm. and you do punch the air mm. when it when it grabs the Velociraptors that are threatening them, though. <laughs> this time, around the first time I noticed that, what's the deal with the T Rex? You can hear it coming. Yeah, yeah And yeah. suddenly, it's there out of nowhere, it's yeah. tiptoed in. Yeah. But again, because of the moment, mm-hmm. you forgive it because of the, the drama. Yeah. I noticed this time around the the anticipation for the T Rex, and again, why this is Jaws too? Mm-hmm. What does it do? It goes.
2: Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> yes. So
0: every time that the the vibration of the the, mm-hmm. the glass or the vibration of the mirror, yeah, it's exactly the thing from Jaws is before it arrives, mm-hmm. and it's never a false alarm.
2: No, no, that no. that was the
0: rule with Jaws, wasn't it? If you heard mm-hmm. the theme music, it's there. it was going to be there. It's mm-hmm. a lovely trick, and it's just the same thing. The shark's coming.
1: Maybe it's the power of trying
2: to come back on. Fascinatingly, to sort of compare it to Jaws in that sense, is that John Williams cuts out. There is no score on that paddock. Really? So like you say you've got the 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 rhythm the rhythm is there yeah. but it relies on the natural rhythm and there's no wow. John Williams is absent obviously all the way through this the one of the best one of my favorite John Williams scores ever It's a great one. I think did, he, did I hear somewhere that like he he had these two themes and he went which one do you want and they're like well both of them. So you got oh. the And you've also got So they both exist, but yeah, I really—I I was watching it. and I was going, "Oh, this that that whole paddock set piece is like there's no John Williams in it because wow. they're just letting it play out." And I was like, "Oh, that's that's really interesting." You
0: can feel sort of lost in that. It's, it's mm. a trick you notice in in action movies that when you've got a big theme, when mm. they don't use the Bond theme, mm. and it's just. Uh, scored with foley. And you realise that your soundtrack you're playing with in these films, this is Gary Rydstrom doing the sound effects on this. Right. Sometimes you're just allowing that guy to be your composer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just the Foley guy. And mm-hmm. he's got it's a combination of things and that that the T-Rex sounds are all brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the footsteps which are I think they're big trees falling over. Oh, is that he, right? record called some lumberjacks and yeah. they're, they're giant cedars falling. <laughs> over. Every time a <laughs> foot comes on it's a tree falling down. Yeah. And the roar is lions at the bass end. And baby elephants at the top for the squeal. No. Nice. So it's just, where did the baby elephant gives it a softness? Yeah. It, yeah. It's a baby. It's mm. a mewling sound. And you go, oh, it's not just a threatening alpha gorilla. Yeah. Bear, yeah. It's a... <laughs> the top and, go, oh. and the way they do the monsters, mm. you feel for all of them. Yeah. There's a yeah. huge empathy. Again, it's not a monster movie. You don't look in the eye of the T-Rex and blame it. No, not at all. And that's done with puppetry. I'm yeah. a giant puppet. <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> no one says it's anything more than a big beast yeah 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 Bob Peck says it's cleverer than you think yeah the threatening thing is that they're crows yeah <laughs> I just did not realise they go oh they're birds and you went oh if they're birds then they're tool makers and they're intelligent mm, and, right, yeah. and as soon as the, the velociraptors are pulling at the door handles you go yeah. oh god they're crows now we're in trouble <laughs> it's the birds at
1: that point yeah. <laughs> clever girl
2: well, even the bit where they, they drop the cow and suddenly they'll descend on it. And they're yeah. like, they're, they're, it's, it is quite bird-like, isn't it? It's quite crowded, just like taking the food and pecking at it and sort of stripping it.
0: Yeah, in mm. fact, that's a thing I hadn't noticed is that a lot of the threat comes mm. from our fear of the way birds work, the way the birds mm. dart their eyes about and think, yes. there's an intelligence here, but it's not human intelligence. Mm-hmm. And I'm worried about it because when the velociraptors come into the kitchen, it's, they go, as long as they can't open doors, yeah, go, well, they can do a human thing. And I went, it's not a human thing. <laughs> that's the thing we're scared animals might do <laughs>
2: right yeah, yeah yeah yeah. it's true yeah that bird thing the, when Dennis Nedry has got the uh, is it Dilophosaurus the the...
0: Dilophosaurus that's going to spit at him yes one, yeah. yeah
2: and it's being very cute and it's chirping isn't it it's yeah. chirping Ch- and it's, it's sort of playing with him because then you realise that what it's doing is it's like being harmless and it's being sort of lovely mm. and then knowing it can get him at any moment
0: yeah and then the, the, obviously the great get it's all good decisions mm. it would be scary if it killed him outside in the jungle yeah what's scary is it's in the car God, yes. We're all scared about a bird getting in the car <laughs> yeah, yeah. or a wasp getting <laughs> yeah, in the car. Yeah, yeah. It's about the human fear of there's an animal in the car. Mm.
2: <laughs> there's a weird that weird moment where um he hits his head and he's a yeah. comedy beat yeah. in what is like a I guess because he we know at that point he's sort of doomed, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. But like they go. Wayne Knight's a very skilled comedy actor and yeah, really they, funny. they let him do pratfalls in this yeah. thing where it's like deadly to do a pratfall. I love that.
0: It judges, I mean, in terms of you saying this is the really first really scary movie you saw as a kid, mm. it judges throughout mm-hmm. when it needs to not be scary. Yeah.
2: yeah. When it
0: needs you to know that this is a laugh. Mm-hmm. And it's got a, I mean, I was wondering at the script. Mm. It is full of good one-liners. Yeah. It's very quotable. Uh uh-huh. It's full sort of good lines you still remember. Yeah. Uh, lots of them... Are expositional Mm. and but beautifully expositional, Mm. but it's full of good, wisecracking gags, and they all land.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Well, we're back in the car again. (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just (laughs) a really headline, isn't it? Oh, we're back in the car. Yeah, and it's just it's always about deflating the threat. Mm. Just at the moment, you're going, "Is it all right to breathe out?"
1: right all the time and then oh, you get the wisecrack yeah
0: and that's a skill when you see a film that uses wisecracks badly so it deflates yes. the thing in the middle of the scene when right yes yeah. this judges in a symphonic way mm-hmm. when to lift or when to drop the audience definitely and wisecracks david Keps' script is full of good wisecracks mm-hmm. that arrive to let you know if the kids can joke mm-hmm. and the grown-ups can
2: joke they're not that scared
1: now where does he think he's gone when you gotta go you gotta go
2: that is lovely. It's very good. And it's a way of, I guess, having the rhythm of a set piece. It's a film where the set piece is just beautifully constructed. Similarly, so at the same time that you've got, we're back in the car, you've got Jeff Goldblum just as they've just escaped the T-Rex going, uh, they're going to have that on the tour? Yes, perfectly. <laughs> it's just like, on a punchline, that scene is over. And we all get to. And now we're now we're going to reset for the next. piece. We
0: can probably return to again Rufus Jones's point about mm. saying it's a Jewish sense of humor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so you're going to do that on the tour? You can do <laughs> yeah. all, all of them in the voice of Jackie Mason. So we're back in the car. Yeah.
1: After careful consideration, I've decided not to endorse your park.
0: They're all deflating threat. Yeah. It's all that classic Jewish gallows humor in the face of black. Oh horror. my God. I'm,
2: um, I'm now thinking of all of it. I'm thinking like. Tim getting electrocuted, getting flung off. One. Two. He's dead for a second. He's not breathing. They bring him round. He goes, ugh. Good boy. boy. Three. (laughs) Three. And yeah, like, that's like the end of a scene. It's a perfect punchline.
0: Uh, that I wrote down. I think that's my most underrated scene in Jurassic Park mm. is climbing the electric fence. Yeah, yeah. I think everyone forgets. And you, all it needs is Laura Dern is pushing a load of buttons. <laughs> and you know the last button is yeah. kill children. <laughs> <laughs> it's not dead kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is Hitchcock threat. Yeah. The audience know at which point it's, it's like the bomb going off in, in Saboteur. Mm. You know what's going to happen the bomb has been seen yep. and it just paces you go don't 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 and then brilliantly And i forget this every time yeah they do zap the king yeah i keep thinking he's gonna jump don't. i always misremember it they don't There's are sparks off his hands mm-hmm. they do the thing you're not expecting yeah but you've been building to it and you oh, you gasp mm-hmm. and then a joke
2: yeah really. oh, it's yeah it's symphonic isn't it the way that that's all put together
1: Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash spoken today.
0: Like most Spielberg, mm. it's incredibly cinema literate. Yeah. The line What do they got in there? King Kong? It's saying we're just going through the gates from King Kong. Mm. It knows you've seen monster movies before. It yeah. knows you know the rules of monster movies. Yeah, it knows you love monster movies, which is why you've come to see this film. Yeah, it's totally happy to play by the rules, mm. and it's not doing that because it's lazy. It's no. doing that because it wants to make you happy. Yeah, and it's got a puppyish desire to give you what you want. So mm. you see Bob Peck, you know he will be killed by the monsters he looks after. Yes, yeah, uh, because he's part of that world. It's a film about filmmaking. And it's a film about thrills, and it's a film about thrill rides. It's that great thing going, it's about a theme park.
2: Yeah. (laughs) It's about some people.
0: It is a film about some people who come to see dinosaurs, Yeah, which is shown to people who've come to see dinosaurs. (laughs) perfect. And my overall thing about Spielberg all the time is Spielberg puts the audience on screen. Yes. The biggest character in all Spielberg films is someone who is delighted to see all the stuff. That crucial scene in in Jurassic Park is taking your sunglasses off to look at the most awesome dinosaurs. And that shot of Laura Dernan and Sam Neill mm-hmm. seeing the dinosaurs comes before you have the mm. same look on your face as they do. Yeah. It's full of cued looks. <laughs> and it's a film about watching films. And it's a yeah. film about riding fairground rides. And it's a film about the, th- the thrill of watching. yes to the extent that the opening of the film where nothing turns up mm-hmm. you're watching people bored
2: because there are no dinosaurs yeah, they, yeah, are yeah. you gonna
0: have dinosaurs in your dinosaur park yeah oh brilliant i'm on screen It's yeah. me i'm saying that where are the articulated dinosaurs?
2: the thing yeah and it's <laughs> that's incredible it, it sells the ore which is what it has yeah. to do all the time by sort of going and there was a meta thing to do with like at the time, not necessarily now, the meta thing is going, look what a cinema maker can do. Yes. So you are, you're also Sam Neil, but for a different reason. You're also going, oh my God, he did it. Is not- Spielberg
0: actually... Did, yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the number of times that Spielberg is John Hammond.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: Rich who is a film director, is <laughs> yeah. on screen. And Spielberg has put a film director on screen mm. and he tells the Flea Circus story. You know the first attraction I ever built when I came down from Scotland? The Flea Circus. Petticoat Lane. Really quite wonderful. We had uh, a wee trapeze and uh, a medica, um, carousel. They all move, motorized, of course, but uh, people would say they could see the fleas.
2: Oh, I can see the fleas. Mummy, can't you see the fleas? But with this place... I wanted to show them something that wasn't an illusion.
0: Something that was real. That's of no interest to anyone in the cinema yeah. unless you're Steven Spielberg or aware of the career of Steven Spielberg. Yeah. That's a story about being a film director. He knows mm-hmm. all he's come out to Hawaii to film is empty plates. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> there are no fleas in his flea yeah, circus. It's yeah, yeah. just an illusion. My dad would always take me to see the dinosaurs uh, in, in Philadelphia at the Franklin Institute of Technology. There was a there was a natural history museum there with big dinosaur bones. And so I made that movie really as a youngster remembering how much fun it was to imagine with such yearning that someday wouldn't it be great to run into a dinosaur.
0: And it comes a long way into the film when mm. you've been delighted by being fooled by the illusion. <laughs> he says, you know, there's no monsters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just the levels on which the film is talking about the process of filmmaking yeah. and the process of wonder and the process of
1: ballyhoo, circuses and things. Mm-hmm. And I just remember making the movie with that philosophy. For everybody that... Had ever wondered and been fascinated with that whole era of the dinosaur, I want to make a movie for all those dinosaur lovers. I noticed something. This is this is
0: my pretentious thing. Okay, go so we, we have a pretentious collection? Sure. The first dinosaur you see—this mm. and this had never occurred to me until this time around. The first dinosaur you see isn't a T. Rex or or Velociraptor. Mm. The first dinosaur you see is a big sauropod. Yeah, a big Brachiosaurus. Mm-hmm. The first animated cartoon ever was Windsor Mackay's Gertie the Dinosaur. Right. In which Windsor Mackay, in the guise of John Hammond, like he is with Mr. DNA, would come out on screen, the cartoonist who created little Nemo. Would yeah. Come out in front of a Cinema screen and go, ladies and gentlemen, I present to you Gertie the Dinosaur. And an animated dinosaur that he'd drawn by hand. Yeah. So the dinosaur would then step out and interact with him and he'd do all the the oh, like the wow. pricking your finger thing. Yeah. It was a like a vaudeville entertainment. And uh, uh, Winsor McCoy was employed by William Randolph Hearst, who Mm -hmm. banned him from doing it. I don't want my cartoonist doing vaudeville. But it was a vaudeville act. And (laughs) he would perform with a fake brachiosaur or a brontosaur Mm -hmm. behind him with whom he'd interact and she (sighs) would do. And he said he chose a dinosaur because then people wouldn't think it was just a traced animal. He said, I did it because it was impossible. Nice. And and you realise the first dinosaur you see and they interact with the brachiosaur and I went, oh my God, Mm -hmm. it's Gertie the dinosaur. (laughs) This is the history of cinema. Yeah. The history of animation, Mm -hmm. the history of illusion, the history of dinosaurs on film, it's completely cinema-literate. And you know, if Spielberg doesn't know that, Mm -hmm. then Phil Tippett knows it. (laughs) And Stan Winston knows it. The special effects guys know. If you put dinosaurs on screen, you're referencing Gertie the dinosaur. So the first one you see is a big, gentle (laughs) sauropod (laughs) because that's the history of this as a medium. People went to the cinema to see Impossible Dinosaurs (laughs) in 1914, Mm -hmm. and this is the same. It's a circus act. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I love it. I lo- I'm like, you're absolutely right. It's, the, the meta thing runs all the way through from the point where, like you were saying, the biggest animatronic puppet at the time ever made was the T-Rex. Yes. Which is a dangerous thing anyway. Yeah. Like the fact that when, you know, when Lex and uh, uh, and Samuel are like looking mm. up at this thing there's a thing with the actors where like, oh, if that thing, that, you know, misfires, then yeah. that is very dangerous. <laughs> I
0: and mean, it's like, there is, even... there's hydraulics everywhere. There's a great bit where you see, I think it's in Jurassic Park 2, if you watch the mm. making of it, there's the two T-Rexes. Mm. And Stan Winston, before they do the shot, he goes, please stand clear, this is heavy plant machinery, it'll take your head off. <laughs> and you go, what, like a T-Rex? Yeah, yeah. Don't stand near the digger. It's just a digger and we've thrown a canvas over it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As soon as you realise how much puppetry's in it, mm. the performances make a lot more sense. Yes. And it's actually more fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because a lot of the time they're just being hit by emu. The velociraptors <laughs> are basically emu yeah, attacks. Yeah. It's just someone with a, a hand in a beak going bang, yeah, bang, yeah. bang, And it, the fact that a lot of this isn't CGI, mm-hmm. I think makes it more delightful. Has helped it not date, I think.
2: I think so. I think it's when you watch... Um... Uh you know, on the list as well was all of the Mission Impossible films. Yeah. Like a run of those. That easily a comfort <laughs> blanket. Which I think Tom Cruise has realized that in a world of CGI where you can achieve yeah. anything, he's gone, Oh, the, the thing that you buy into is it's me doing it. Yeah. And to one extent I, you know, I don't know how much actually you can have him doing those things, but you go the spectacle is now seeing one of the most famous men in the world almost about to die for real, and
0: it's pure Houdini. And again, mm. we're taking a thing; we're taking cinema back to cinema. Used to be done on the back of a wagon. Yeah, we'd we'll turn up, and then an go, ladies and gentlemen, a train will pull into the station. Mm. Come and sit. Mm. We're back there. Yeah, and I love the 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 honouring of what cinema was. That's yeah. in this. It's just it's a it's a ride. It becomes a theme park. It uses theme park technology. Yeah. As in those big animatronics, are. Yeah, yeah, they're only that is. good because they were doing them in Disney World. Yeah. This is, again, critics go, oh, it's just a theme park ride. And you mm. went, just a theme park ride.
2: <laughs> the most hard but like, look, yeah, something incredibly difficult to construct, engineer and make a work. A piece
0: of miraculous engineering that's done brilliantly. And also, do you know what cinema is? <laughs> it's yeah. a sideshow entertainment. Yeah, It yeah. always was. Come and see an impossible thing. Mm. That two weeks previously was impossible to do in cinema. Yes. This is brand yeah. new technology.
2: What I'd like to do, because I don't know, sort of, uh, I'm assuming sort of creative people listen to this, and I want to sort of say there's an an argument that is made about overuse of CGI and things, which I know that CGI artists rail against, yeah. because I think what happens is incredibly talented people who make the you know, I- invisible CGI stuff, like yeah. that we don't even notice, that aren't monsters and things, are then given four weeks to, because they're non-union, <laughs> yeah. to like basically fill a film that's all green screen yes and it suffer- Well, obviously this is like the attention given to every frame is evident yeah. in this and i'm not sure often that can that can sort of slip through the net in modern cinema making because it's so easy well you know because in inverted commas it's easy all that means is the rendering time i guess is like that's slashed com- in you the know- computers
0: are more powerful but the, yes, the, the yeah. craft of this i didn't mm. realize about how they'd done the animation right that they'd invented a mm-hmm. digital programming device yeah for programming the motion of the computer puppets. Yeah. And it was an armature.
2: Oh, like in uh, animation? Like it- Jason and the Argonauts or yeah. Wallace and Gromit. It was,
0: <laughs> it was a load of uh, connected bits of Meccano yeah. in the shape of Velociraptor. And you move them mm-hmm. a frame at a time. And then it programs the computer with what you've done. Yeah. So effectively, all you've done is exactly the same as Ray Harryhausen or, or, yeah, or Wallace yeah. and Gromit. Mm-hmm. So the same, craft, the same craftsman, mm. but it then renders it as a computer thing. And they did mm-hmm. it by developing a little... Armature that you move and it programs what the the dinosaur's going to do. One of the things that's incredible about this film is that computer system that Mm -hmm. Dennis Nidri gives them.
1: You know anybody who can network eight connection machines and debug two million lines of code for what I bid for this job?
0: Yeah. The really bad one, the really clunky (laughs) one that you look at now and go, Jurassic Park's run but on this awful Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you realise, oh my God, the dinosaurs were programmed on a computer like this. It's
2: incredible, isn't it? Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it
0: shows you what computers look like in 1993. Mm. And he went, what? You did the T-Rex on that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You think that kind of
1: automation is easy?
2: As far as I'm aware, <laughs> Spielberg's never gone back, has he? He's never gone back and gone, there are bits, you know, where he could no. fix it. He's never touched it. And I think, because George Lucas works on this, right? He did some, I think, sort of post oh. things. I believe that he sort of, cause he's fascinated by it. He's a tech and, guy, isn't he? Exactly, he's always a yeah. tech guy. But obviously he's known for going back and fixing uh various bits of you know the CGI and things for him. But like but Spielberg's gone, no, even though I'm sure now you could make it look like yeah. absolutely seamless, he's gone, No, that's that's the version of it that works and is yeah. is perfect.
0: I mean he's lucky in that I think it just looks brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't look dated. Mm. Weirdly this is a good look. Yeah. We're used to CGI dinosaurs yeah. and it looks like CGI dinosaurs. Mm. I don't question it. It's not, I think as well, because we don't know what dinosaurs look like. True. Yeah. If yeah, it was yeah. a CGI yeah. lion or a dog, mm-hmm. we might have got a better CGI lion or a dog by now. <laughs> yeah. But this, these dinosaurs look like CGI dinosaurs yeah. and yeah. I go, that's what dinosaurs look like because mm-hmm. I very rarely see real ones.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, and not anymore. Um, Maybe it's because Spielberg told us what dinosaurs look like for yeah. a, a degree, you know, where he took references and then was like, yeah, this from now on is sort of the gold standard for what a dinosaur looks like on screen.
0: That was all new. Yes. Because we'd all grown up seeing sort of big, lumping mm-hmm. lizards like the Crystal Palace dinosaurs. Yeah. Whereas now, we all know that's what dinosaurs look like. Even mm-hmm. they, they, maybe they aren't because technology's come on. Yes, a bit smaller,
2: covered in feathers or yeah, whatever it is. It's all wrong. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. at
0: the time, this is the first time you've seen dinosaurs move like this, the bird-like look, the ostrich mm-hmm. look, the strange sort of darting heads and things. Mm. And when you, again, when you watch the making of, they have... Load of designers who came and said, "Yes, I designed the the T Rex." Mm.
2: No, God designed the T Rex, <laughs>
0: but they did. They yeah. invented that. That's not a thing that existed before someone drew it.
2: It makes it, and like you, you can see the artistry in that face, in that T Rex face, yeah. with the the, arched eye, the sort of artificially arched eyebrows in inverted commas, yeah. or whatever it is, that skull shape. And like, it's it's an iconic monster, and it is designed because also, I guess they had to go. Here's what it would look like, but also here's how we're going to make the mouth open yeah. for the puppet as well. So it kind of all.
0: Yeah. Every decision's been made. Again, the 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 joy and comfort of mm. these kind of movies is you're just enjoying craft. Yes. Yeah. And when you talk about craft, what you're enjoying is decisions. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. What decisions have <laughs> been made
0: and how pleasing are those decisions. Mm. And like any piece of art, when you look at a painting, it's what decisions have the artist made. Yes. And this is a great group of people, a massive, insane group of people, who've all agreed mm. that this is what's going to happen. And you're just enjoying them having made the right decisions. Definitely. What do you want? What do you want? You want food? Look at me. I just fell down a hill. I'm soaking wet. I don't have any food. I have no food on me.
1: See, stick. Yeah. Yeah, look, look, stick. Stick. Stick, stupid. That's a stick point. Do you like your
2: stick? No wonder you're extinct. And I think those decisions go beyond the di- The dinosaurs are the, the main event. Mm. But I think the script has so much. It's really interesting to think about in the context of Spielberg. Spielberg's all about family. Yes. And obviously the family is the thing that goes through Watching it uh, last night was the first time I've ever thought about Lex and Tim's parents. Yes, where are they? Where are they? What? Yeah, the one, the one reference we have <laughs> is he says, "What, your dad never built you a, a um, treehouse?" Tree house. Yeah. And he goes, "No." Right, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. The, the the nice guy is mm. granddad, yeah, who risks your lives on an island full of monsters. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, maybe the parents were eaten. By, <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe the parents came last year. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but, but yes, the the, the 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 surrogate family is everything. Yes, yeah. In this. The surrogate family, which is Laura Dern and and, and Sam Neill. Mm-hmm. Their journey is the journey you're following. There's yeah. the, the, the classic unstated goal. Mm-hmm. Because the, the goal is, we want to go to the island and find yes. out what, what it's like. We're going on the adventure. And the unstated goal is, mm-hmm. don't you want kids? Yes. Yeah. And yeah, that's yeah. the one that, that at the end gets answered in the same mm-hmm. way as Indiana Jones deserves the girl is the unanswered yeah, journey. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. one is, is, are you two going to make mm-hmm. good parents? Yes. That's the question.
1: If you wanted to scare the kid, you could have pulled a gun on him, you know. Yeah, I know. Kids. You want to have one of those? I don't want that kid, but a breed of child, Doctor Grant, could be intriguing.
0: And it's a great way of getting the family to sit down and watch the film together.
2: Yeah, no, really nice. Because yeah, the
0: kids get kids know what family is. Mm-hmm. Grandparents know what a family is. They're getting the same message. Yeah. If it was about sex, mm-hmm. only the grandparents would be interested in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If it was about toys, only the kids would be interested in it. Yes. Making it about family is a great way to make a family watch it together. Mm. So it asks a question, a classic Pixar question of what makes a good parent. Yes. The same question that's in Toy Story and Finding mm-hmm. Nemo and everything. Um, And the answer is, he left us. That thing of, that's Mm. what a bad parent does. And then a few scenes later.
2: He left us. He left us. But that's not what I'm going to do. That's not what I'm going to do. Yeah. And it's the most like
0: paternal. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. And he does the most parent during a scary story.
1: What if the dinosaurs come back while we're all asleep? Well, I'll stay awake.
0: Go to sleep. I've been telling you a scary story, but I'll keep you safe.
1: I'm going to go now. Look how it eats. Please. I bet you never look at birds the same way again. Yes. Go now. Okay. Keep blowing. Follow me.
0: This film with the wrong cast Mm -hmm. doesn't work. Yeah. Because you put traditional lantern-jawed
2: heroic (laughs) guy in the
0: lead. Mm. You want someone with an interesting... Yes. I mean, Sam Neill's a good-looking fella.
2: Yeah. But he's also... Just looks like a man as well yeah. it's all
0: it's classic uh, Spielberg in that it's indie film casting mm, yeah. as in you've got an indie film cast of Jeff Goldblum yeah. Sam Jackson uh, Wayne Knight it's mm-hmm. all indie, people who'd be in a, in a Cullen Brothers film or yes, yeah. uh, Laura Derns from, uh, from David Lynch Yeah, it's a really interesting indie film casting and they've all got what Rufus Jensen I was saying tin, tin faces. As in, they look like they're from a cartoon. Yeah. You know who everyone is. The, the lawyer's got a thin face and, yeah, and the lawyer's yeah, got yeah. a round face. Mm-hmm. They've got nice, easy faces to follow.
2: I love that. I love that Sam Neill... I, 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 I panicked because I was like, I've always sort of seen Sam Neill as he's very paternal. And I was like, now's the time to Google, am I now older than Sam Neill was <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I am not old. But like, there'll come a point and I oh. will know that point. But it will be... Like
0: Spielberg dads. You should you should never look up Spielberg dads. Yeah, yeah. I've lived most of my life obsessed by the one scene in Close Encounters where Richard Dreyfus is a ratty dad with his kids because they won't go and see Pinocchio. Which as right. a kid I thought was really important. That's a really important at yeah. some point my kids won't want to go and see a film. <laughs> and I looked up I think he's about thirty two. Oh but I base my entire idea of parenthood yeah. on that thirty two year old <laughs>
2: child. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> now. I'm going to give you your choice. I'm not going to be biased in any way. Tomorrow night, you can either play goofy golf, which means a lot of waiting and shoving and pushing and probably getting a zero, or
2: you can see Pinocchio, which is a lot of furry animals and magic, and you'll have a wonderful time. Okay? Now let's vote. Golf! Ah!
1: All right, everybody to bed.
2: I love I Also, it's really interesting, and it's nice that the onus is on the... So obviously there's the, there's the two narratives at the same time, which is like there's an innate thing about procreation, which yeah. is then obviously the dinosaurs do as well. But like, the, that isn't on Laura Dern. It isn't yeah. when's Laura Dern going to become a mum. Yeah. It's about when will this guy, who initially, and you, you can watch all the stages of that, he hates the kid at the start and he sort of bullies him. Mm. And then he sort of meets Lex and Tim and is irritated by them. And then you just see that sort of unravel as, yeah. as it happens. And the innateness, the kind of life will find a wayness of it, I guess, coming out.
1: They're noisy, they're messy, they're expensive. Cheap,
0: cheap.
2: They smell.
1: They do not some of them sn- smell. Oh,
2: Baby break. smell. There's moments. I feel like any podcast about Jurassic Park, you need to sort of need to mention the moment which is passed around among sort of film buffs, which they love, which is they go the bit in the helicopter where he can't get the the thing. <laughs>
0: Two female connectors. Now this yes. is worth doing because some people
2: don't know this. So in which case, then this is a, it's just the most joyous thing in the world when someone points it out, isn't yeah. it? It's Glenn Close in Hook. It's where you go. He. It's the life finds a way. You know, in microcosm. Yeah, so you can probably explain it better, but it's uh it's they get to the
0: helicopter. Yeah. We've established that Sam Neil's character is no good with technology. Yeah. You put him near computers, it's rubbish. Mm-hmm. To the point he's so bad with technology he can't work a seat belt. Yeah. In <laughs> so everyone else, they go, mm. There's gonna be some bumps in the helicopter as we descend to the island. Mm. So strap in and they all go click, 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 rule of three, you see three mm. seat belts, and then Sam Neil pulls it out and he's got two female connectors. Yeah. And that's the important thing. If you know about cars, you know those are two female connectors. Mm-hmm. And he can't get the two female creatures to go together. Yeah. So he ties them together to mm. make a seatbelt. Yeah. Which is the theme of the film. <laughs> that if, if you've got lots of female dinosaurs yeah. who are not meant to breed, mm. eventually someone will just tie them together yeah. and make it work. And it happens early on. It's a microcosm of the film mm. done thematically, but you don't notice it because it's just a good character gag. Yeah. But if you were directing the film, you'd go hee. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
2: And it's the it's rich in all of those little moments, which is just. Just that little bit of extra effort you have to go to yeah. to make something sort of resonate thematically all the way through.
0: Yeah, and actually, it's full of those moments which don't matter if you don't get them. Mm. They don't spoil the film. It doesn't. It's not obscure. No. That's a very obscure gag. Yeah, but again, you'll only get it on the third or fourth or fifth viewing, or when someone points it out to you. Which yeah. means talking about comfort viewing. Mm-hmm. Second or third time round, you know when the dinosaurs going to attack, but you're going to start noticing. Yeah. the lovely shots of the lunch boxes and things yeah, in Jurassic yeah, Park, yeah. and you go. What a great clever thing to put the merchandise for the film in the film. <laughs> Product Same placement part. for her own stuff. The, mm. I love that level. Yeah. The way that I noticed it this time around for the first time again, it was criticized by critics to say it's shameless in its <laughs> self-promotion. You right, know? yeah. It's about a theme park. Kids love theme parks. Mm-hmm. So put stuff kids like in it. The first shot you see Mm -hmm. isn't of a dinosaur. It's of a toy. It's of those amazing Uh, trucks. You go, I want to buy
2: one of those trucks. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want the
0: Jeeps. And one of the things that's changed with cinema, it's so brightly coloured.
2: I love it. I love it. It's like a toy set.
0: It's a toy set. (laughs) It's brightly coloured. It's Lego. It's just... The mm. Jeeps are beautiful. You want to put the Jeeps in your mouth. Yeah, They are yeah, so
2: yeah. chewy. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that when they go from, we're back in the car again, and that car is the most destroyed a car has ever been, yeah. they cut straight back to a pristine one. Yeah. Well to sort of go, the journey they've been on just in this way. from mm. this thing is like, oh, it's been completely destroyed and here is a pristine one as well. Don't forget, you can buy
0: this. It's mm. a real understanding, again, from understanding what kids like. This is the same thrill as you get watching Thunderbirds. The joy of Thunderbirds, <laughs> the Gerry Anderson thing was those vehicles. This is mm. this is for uh, for kids who like to play with the toys. Yes, show the toys. And what's John Hammond got? A toy set. He's got the most amazing <laughs> toy set with toy dinosaurs and toy yeah. cars. It's all about the joy of playing with it. And that play set is what Spielberg's got. He's enjoyed mm. Spielberg play mountain. He is a player. He <laughs> but, likes yeah. watching toys. Yeah, he builds big play sets. And the first thing you see in the film mm. is one of those Jurassic Park branded jeeps, and it's got a. It's a, it's a forklift, but it's not a forklift like you've seen. Yeah, it's, fu- yeah. it's as much fun as the Batmobile. It's <laughs> just full of toys.
2: I would say that is what, one thing I was really impressed watching at this time is like how tactile everything is. When you have yeah. to convince someone that something exists when it isn't there, yeah. they go out of their way to go, but Jurassic Park is real and there's yeah. clunky locks and bolts and Cha-choon, everything.
0: Yeah. Oh, the, bit, the, the threat when he realises that if you shut off the power, the door locks don't work. I yeah. Mean, show you the door lock and go, that's the biggest lock I've ever <laughs> yeah. seen.
2: National
0: Weather
1: Service is tracking a tropical storm about 75 miles west of us.
0: Oh, I tell you what, if that was working, that would keep dinosaurs yeah. out. I, I hope at some point that goes ka-chunk. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> There's so much kachunk in this film, and it's so sad. I love it. Will you please shut down the system? I'm sort of looking for those thematic things, and I love the fact that you, because I'd already heard you talk about Raiders, yeah, and the idea of unfairness, yeah. And I was the sleazy lawyer when he says, "Oh, when he's talking about low-income families going to see Jurassic Park, which is basically like ninety percent of the people watching it, yeah." And he's like, "We'll have a coupon day, yeah." <laughs> and you're like,
0: "Screw you, you! I hope you get eaten, <laughs> yeah, yeah." Lord, I mean, you're Scrooge, yeah. I, you need that in a film. Mm. I think you need to feel someone's going to get eaten. Mm. And what you play with in films like this, especially, you're doing this for kids. Yeah. They need to kind of know mm-hmm. that you won't hurt Sam Neil. Yes. And yeah. you won't hurt Jeff Goldblum. Mm-hmm. You won't hurt Laura John. And for God's sake, please don't hurt the kids. Yeah. You kind of trust that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. The moment they go for the lawyer, you go, oh, good, they're just going to do the bad guys. Yeah. yeah and yeah. then when they play a bait and switch with that and mm-hmm. they hurt Sam Jackson. Yeah. The whole audience jumps. <laughs> yes. yeah, Because he didn't deserve it. No. That he was smoking.
2: He was, and that's his smoking arm, isn't it? Sure, I don't, I yeah. don't think that was. It's not as sort of direct as <laughs> that. But you go like, I get, it's bad for your health. It is, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they were, there was there was something going on. There. I mean, Sam Jackson gets overlooked a lot for you know. I mean, he's incredible, and this was. I was such thinking starter. he'd probably
0: be a pointless answer if you did cast of Jurassic Park. People yeah. forget he's in this. They do, and he's wonderful in it.
2: He's crucial because he's the one selling the you know, you've got people selling the threat of the dinosaurs and he's the one selling the threat of the technology yeah. failing. He's all the way through going, I love it. he goes, what the hell, what the hell, what the hell? It's a
0: really good double threat. I'd forgotten that. That's really well constructed in the screenplay. The two things that are threatening you yeah. are the dinosaurs, which of course are technology because they've... True, yeah, yeah. But yeah. There's, there's Nature's threatening you uh-huh. but the real hubris is trusting the technology Yeah, and they've trusted it to someone that there's a human problem Yeah, and it's that Greed, mm-hmm. someone will betray you. Yeah. And even then, actually, there's an implication which I hadn't spotted before, which Wayne Knight meets the guy he's going to give the embryos to and yeah. he says, Don't be cheap with me. Pay the bill.
1: Pay the bar bill. do <laughs> yeah. Don't get cheap on me, Dodson.
0: That was Hammond's mistake. You go, Oh, you asked for a pay rise. Yeah. It's done in a tiny half line. Mm-hmm. You go, Hammond, cut corners didn't pay a little man what he asked for. Maybe he was being unreasonable, Mm. but this is revenge.
2: Yeah, It's revenge
0: for money. It's a beautiful character motive. It follows straight through. It's done in a half line. Mm -hmm. It's done brilliantly off pay my bill for the big cakes I'm eating. Um,
2: Which, of course, then what's Hammond's catchphrase all the way through? We spared no expense, but he did. He didn't pay Dennis Nedry enough and that's why it all went wrong. And
0: so basically the the hacker, the geek betrays him. Mm -hmm. So weirdly, you're watching a thing where there's, again, why it's not a monster movie. Mm. The monsters aren't a problem. yeah. The, pe- the real monster is man. Yeah. The, the people of the problem are the fact that humans are flawed, which is yeah. why you mustn't tinker with nature. Again, mm-hmm. Dennis Nedry not being paid yeah. is a chaotic element. It's what <laughs> Malcolm keeps saying. Yeah. Jeff Goldblum keeps warning them, Don't something will go wrong, a butterfly will flap its wings. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And the whole story is a tiny, tiny mistake mm-hmm. on the part of Hammond leads yeah. to children being threatened by dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. You can't trust it. <laughs> There's an interesting thing about Ian Malcolm as a character as well, because mm-hmm. he's meant to be there as an exposition dump. Yes. I think he's meant to be mm-hmm. the, the chaos bits from the book. Yeah. Um, right. And they make him a really, really interesting character. And as Sam Neill said, not the character they thought was going to turn up on set. Interesting. Because he's written as a nerd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he yeah. turns up and he's ripped. And he keeps <laughs> opening his shirt. And you go, there's a sort of, when you see Sam Neill interviewed about it, there's a bit of a. Oh, I mean, literally, the chaotic element was Jeff Goldblum deciding to do him <laughs> as a hero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sam Neil's going. There's another hero.
2: Well, I mean, would you, you know, in, you should write him out. Like, doesn't all screenwriting, like, logic say write out Ian Malcolm because you have Sam Neil and he's sort mm. of he's he's rendered immobile for like the second yeah. half of the film, or he would die. Really, that's the
0: I, I, according to the interviews. Yeah, it's the <laughs> this is the classic thing you go. Was this fun or was this not fun? Mm. Apparently, uh, he's supposed to run off with the lawyer to the toilets and right. to hide. Because you see him, he's buried in rubble. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. He's supposed to run off and hide. And Jeff Goldblum did that classic actor's yeah. thing of going, do you know what would be more interesting? Is if my character didn't run off and hide and did something really heroic, a way to flare? <laughs> and was going, what? So I turn around, I'm waving a flare. I'm being the dad, and there's yeah, another dad. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And it's a classic thing of going, I think I'd like my character to also be the hero. <laughs> but weirdly, I watched it again mm. and forgotten how thrilling it is for mm. this guy who's very cynical mm-hmm. and is saying this isn't going to work. to suddenly step up and be Yeah, 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 yeah. an uncle. Yes, yeah, and yeah, you yeah. Know, and weirdly, it makes the kids feel safer. Uh-huh. because there's two grown-ups yeah, so you know yeah, yeah. and it, I think it's a selfish actor's decision mm-hmm. wanting a bit more focus <laughs> definitely uh, but weirdly it does really work that yeah. when you see him waving that flare mm-hmm. again you punch the air it's you've got Luke Skywalker but Han Solo's on side as well Yeah.
2: and you go oh great that's true yeah it's the Han Solo aspect of, and like you, that, that Jeep chase wouldn't be the same if it was two people facing forwards yeah. you have to have the one person who's like, de- like looking the danger in the eyes as they as and they, it's brilliant he plays it brilliantly
0: Go faster.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it
0: was pure vanity, but the effect, I think, mm. Spielberg seems to be quite good at taking actors' notes, is why he's so good with Harrison Ford. Yeah. Someone who's going, I don't think I'd do that. <laughs> Spielberg is very good at saying, yeah, let's see where that goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, I think, I, I, I speaks well of him, I think, as a mm. director and a collaborator. Definitely. Not a super auteur, not as someone who says, no. but it says in the script, do this. Yeah. He's prepared to to then re-engineer it I imagine if you talk to David Kepp go yeah it was a nightmare four days putting Ian Malcolm in the script as an action hero ripped to the waist yeah 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 but it works
2: yes and that, I mean think about a film as well where there's not a lot of room for you don't want people suddenly improvising so the fact that Spielberg was willing to like throw his arms open and go sure okay when yeah. you know they need to be absolutely have every shot mapped out for certain yeah. sequences and things that's incredible most of this
0: has been done in stop motion yeah
1: <laughs> there's no room for you to be in it
0: Um, it's a terrific. I mean, I said this about Roaders as well. Yeah. It's a big blockbuster film. Mm-hmm. And it's made out of tiny plays, mm. little tiny chamber pieces. I watched it yeah. and went, oh, wow, there's a version of this, mm-hmm. which again, they go for maybe in the later ones. Yeah. Where there are bigger groups of people. Yes. Where there's a, there could be a theme park full of I members mean, of the public. A disaster movie could have yeah. a massive cast. Yeah. But it constantly breaks them into two handers and three handers. Mm hmm. Each Jeep has got different people in it. Yeah. And you get to see what does it look like if the kid is talking to Sam Neill? Mm. What does it look like if Laura Dern <laughs> is there with Jeff Goldblum? It's a series of little two and three hander plays. Yeah. Uh, the people who are in the control room mm-hmm. against the people who are out. In the yeah, play. yeah, yeah. It's really controlled.
2: And it means each scene is like, uh, yeah, it, it is a perfect length. It means that you can, you're can you cutting between all of them. And like that, the, the play one is, is, uh, is Laura Dern and Richard Attenborough. When they yeah. just have that conversation, which could is just, uh, you know, that, that is pure emotion and dialogue and just, uh, they intellectualizing the problem.
1: It's all an illusion.
2: When we have control, you've
1: again. never had control. That's the illusion. I was overwhelmed by the power of this place, but I made a mistake too. I didn't have enough respect for that power and it's out now.
2: Yeah. And you saw, I wonder if that scene would exist in. If this was made later, yeah, so I love the bit where John Hammond turns up uh, and pops their champagne. Yes, I love the arrogance of, I love the fact that he hasn't earned that, and it's yeah. all it's his character, isn't it? His character is somebody who goes, "I'm a showman, and I've done this thing," and here's the popping the champagne. No they're all covered
0: in dust. Yeah,
2: yeah. He's yeah. <laughs> like, no, they've been working, and they're like, we were saving that because. They do small bits of hard work and reward themselves. Yeah. Whereas he like he wants all of the reward and everything, and that's his sort of hubris, and that's his, his problem. There's his
0: journey you're going to watch. But they're all... I mean, this is a big blockbuster film mm-hmm. at the peak of Spielberg's big blockbuster Yeah, room. yeah, yeah. But it's not full of massive... It's a, again, the thing he learned from not doing 1941 again, <laughs> <laughs> to reduce your blockbuster cast yeah. down to the smallest possible things. A Winnebago with three people in it and yeah. champagne. And I wonder if that's the thing that you forget about this era of Hollywood is it comes mm. out of the 70s new cinema, yeah, which is very New York theatre Yeah, yeah, yeah. You forget these guys were watching that. Mm-hmm. So it's all to do with little two and three handers. It's yeah. all to do with that. The drama of loads and loads of short scenes. And I think as a screenwriter, you can learn loads from this going, mm-hmm. you've got to move a blockbuster forwards. yeah. But all you can do is put three people in a room. Yeah. And the next one, put three people in a room. Mm-hmm. And it's no coincidence that the blockbuster cinema of today mm-hmm. that seems to work best. Yeah isn't the Wagnerian side <laughs> stuff. It's when Marvel gets people who were trained in sitcom yeah, yeah, yeah. to do a string of <laughs> scenes where three people talk to each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those, oh, well, I love those ones. but Yeah, because that's from this
2: heritage. Definitely. And they can be aliens. They can be painted blue. Yeah. But if they've got a point of view and they're funny or yeah. they're, they're sort of witty, then yeah, that's what you want to watch.
0: <laughs> Jurassic Park, it's a scary film. Yeah. But it's 100% for kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's meant to be what it was for you. The scariest film you've ever yes. seen as a kid. So how does that work? What's what's it doing
2: to be this scary, but totally kid-friendly? It's strange, isn't it? Like, I think there's something about, you know, when they're going on the tour and then they stop the tour because they, they want to see more of it. And so yeah. they break it. And it goes, and so from then on, everything's like off the rails. Yes. And there's a real feeling of things going off the rails. <laughs> yeah. And I think there's so much that says like, you're, there's so many things when you're a kid that are on rails yeah. and say you're safe and there is something so thrilling about like yeah the first adult <laughs> they have leaves and there's just things where you go all these comfort things that you have around you are stripped away you but Why? there's but you have the parents so um I love the fact they don't have locking mechanisms on the vehicle doors. Like that That's a is...
0: brilliant line. <laughs> yeah. Bob Peck? I told you we should have put locks
2: on the doors. Yeah.
0: Why don't <laughs> you? Yeah, it's insane that they don't do that. Listen to Bob Peck. Yeah. He's half dinosaur. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so like, I think there is something, uh, the fantasy of being like on a roller coaster that goes wrong. Yes. And I think that that is what it's playing with.
0: Yeah, um, because it's a theme park. The point about theme parks is they're safe. Yes, exactly. And this says, what if you went to a theme park mm. that was... Again, it's using language most kids understand. Kids yeah. have been taken on tours. Yes. Kids have been taken to a castle and your uh-huh. mum has said, don't climb over the railings.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah.
0: about a school trip mm-hmm. where the school trip goes wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, again, is a language you realise when you're writing for kids that sometimes mm. you can't put things in mm-hmm. to films that, because kids don't understand them. Got you, yeah, yeah. Kids have got a very limited understanding of money. Kids don't do money. So your yes. Kids don't <laughs> care. They don't get it. Yeah, they care yeah, yeah, yeah. about cake. Yes, they care yeah. about fairground rides and you want to do things that kids understand and kids yeah. understand being told off
2: yes yeah they understand
0: yeah. naughtiness mm-hmm. and they understand just to go to me they understand school trips
2: yes yeah. this
0: is you've gone to uh, <laughs> you've got you've gone to hampton court mm. and someone said that's a very high
2: railing <laughs> yeah yeah, and yeah. You've climbed over it
0: <laughs> and it's just about that
2: and it's really and because i forget that there's so much of it is doing the tour and then breaking off so yeah. they do the boring tour that you do with your parents where like they go this thing is here i can't see it yeah. because I'd imagine as a kid, when you do those things, you can never see anything because you're surrounded by adults <laughs> yeah, and you can never exactly. get the bunch point. So they go, Oh, this is boring. So the first thing they do is get out of the cars and they go and find the triceratops. Yeah. And they interact with it. And that's great because that's what you that's wish yeah. fulfillment, right? The fantasy the is that you'd
0: Yeah, and again, especially for kids as well, when kids go to the zoo. Mm. And the first time as a kid, you're told, you know, you can't get in the cages with the animals. <laughs> yeah. so no, what was the point
1: of the zoo? I can't <laughs> exactly. go and
0: cuddle the panda. What's yeah, the point? Yeah. I can do that with soft toys. Mm-hmm. And again, it's a toy set, and you get, mm. they get to go to the Triceratops. The Triceratops is a. Adorable! It's yeah. a brilliant build. Mm-hmm. Such an empathetic model. Yes, There's a poo joke <laughs> Everything about it says this is the your best day on the farm ever. yeah You get to go and pet the cows. It's a petting zoo. Yeah, really it is. Triceratops is the petting. They even call it. She calls it a trike.
2: You know, if it's all right, I'd like to stay with Doctor Harding and finish up with the trike. If you know, sure.
1: I'm in a gas-powered jeep.
0: Go, oh, oh yeah, oh, yeah. Now I love it. That's I want to lovely. stay here with the trike. Can you? Went, what, like a toy, like a trike, like a toy? With toy. It's, mm. it's a bit that goes, this crossover with, with vets, zoos, lots mm. of stuff that kids understand. Yes, it's, yeah. again, it's the language of kids that, that kids get. Kids always say they want to grow up and work with animals. Yeah, it's yeah, quite, yeah. I love yeah. And, it, again, it pulls it back from it. It's not a monster movie. No. It's a zoo movie. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a zoo goes wrong. Yeah, yeah. A crazy zoo film. And <laughs> it's, so it's all in language kids understand. Kids have had sick pets. Yes, This yeah. all works and you go, oh, the biggest, most magical sick pet in the world. It's mm-hmm. wonderful. Spielberg understands this stuff. Yeah. Very often he's working in genres that he would have watched as a child. Mm-hmm. To be ages to work out, E.T. is a boy and his dog film. Oh, yeah. Mum yeah, says yeah. you can't have a dog. <laughs> yeah. Boy yeah. gets a dog. Dog is secret. Dog gets sick. Yeah. Dog has to go to live on a farm. Yes, yeah. Uh, that's E.T., mm-hmm. but with an alien. But he does really clever <laughs> spins on sentimental movies he might have seen growing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is Adventure on a Zoo. Yeah. It's a classic kid's adventure movie in that sense.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. great. That's great. That, that's, that's a cut right there. Great. Fabulous. Okay. Great. Right. It was very important to me to be a kid directing Jurassic Park. And the kids are central to it and you mm-hmm. follow the kids through. Yeah.
0: And a lot of the time it's their reactions. They, again, like the, the grown-ups get to have awe and pull <laughs> their glasses on yeah. and see the brachiosaurus but the kids get to scream. (laughs) And I suppose as a kid, that's your prompt. Yeah, When they scream, you scream. You know it.
2: Which makes it fascinating that the kids turn up. I I think I clocked it. It's like 22 minutes in that Lex and Tim turn up. And I wonder if that's just when you need to... Just when you need that sort of shot of, like, I don't know, the plot needs to sort
0: of... or the kids need to have a hero. Exactly,
2: yeah. And then, so we just need that to then, because we're introduced to everyone else, and we're introduced to all the adults. Yeah. What's really interesting as well, it is from a kid's point of view, they don't shirk on adult relationships in the sense that, like, um uh, you know, Dr. Sattler and uh, Sam Neill and Laura Dern... Mm. They their relationship is sort of ill defined. Yeah. Which is quite but interesting. You know, I think they're going out, but it's never really said.
0: Oh, I think as well again, talking about this from a kid's point of view, yeah. that's roughly how kids understand relationships. It is, yeah. <laughs> it would be pointless if they went into the detail that the kids mm. wouldn't get it. Kids no. get a vague feeling their parents like each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or yeah. that they're going or that dad's got a new girlfriend. They yeah. don't you don't want to know. It doesn't matter. The kids come in mm. and then you watch them have the adventure and you watch mm. their eyes and you watch their faces and they react and they mm. react genuinely in Fear when abandoned by the grown ups. Yeah. That's what yeah, you watching yeah. mainly.
2: Yeah. He left us. He left us.
0: Also I noticed as well, there's no blood. No. There's a lot of chomping and that no yeah. blood. There's blood in Jurassic Part two, which yes. makes it a higher certificate film, I think. Yeah. But Jurassic Part One, there's no blood. Mm-hmm. Even at the beginning when the guy gets gets pulled in. in Jaws, yeah. there would be blood when Spraying he gets pulled out. Yeah, them. yeah, yeah. They don't do that. Mm-hmm. But there's blood on the kids' faces. Oh uh, yeah. In a car accident. Yeah. And that's the only blood you see is mm-hmm. on the kids. Yeah. And I thought that's quite an odd decision. Mm -hmm. It says they've been injured, yeah. So you're oh, oh, we're in trouble, Mm. but the lawyer gets eaten by a it's clean, isn't it? Yeah, 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 and it's just chomping, yeah, yeah. It's toy, it's again, Mm. when you watch these movies and you realize they're for kids, they move and interact in the way you do with toys. Mm -hmm. That the toy of the lawyer, the (laughs) minifigure of the toy, goes into the mouth of the trans, and it's gone, yeah, yeah, it's gone. It's just that, (laughs) but there's blood on the face of the kids, and I think you're meant to go.
2: I like that. I like, I love it when, I think that also kids feel like they're not being talked down to when you put the kids in the films through the ringer. Yes. Obviously, there's a limit to like what that it should be sort of physical danger, you know, yeah. but, and maybe a bit of, because obviously Tim, Tim really gets electrocuted and all this yeah. other stuff and he's like limping by the end and all that. But, but kids love it because kids get, you throw, they throw themselves around and they pretend, yeah. they mime getting, stabbing each other and stuff all, all, all the time.
0: It means they're having the adventure with the grown-ups. Exactly. They're not yeah. spared from it. Yeah, the kids aren't, uh aren't running around on the end of the grown up's arm. No, they're, they're in not, there, aren't they? Yeah. They're not being rescued, they're not the prize. Yeah. Yeah. They're not the they're not being fought over. Yes. They're yeah, in it. And mm-hmm. certainly when the T Rex attack in the paddock, mm-hmm. when they're under that sheet of glass.
2: Yeah.
0: Genuinely brilliant bit of peril. <laughs>
2: yeah. They're being hammered on and there's a <laughs> tiny bit of glass yeah. between them. And that I will not watching that going, this is too much for kids. They're constantly screaming. And in reality, those children, will n- <laughs> You know, because this is a movie, you can enjoy it. Those children would never be the same again if they yeah. were in real life. You're you watching
0: traumatised kids. But yeah. that's the strange thing. You watched this as a kid mm. and said you'd never been so scared. Yeah. But come away and now it's a source of comfort. You, you earn you your stripes.
2: Is? I think you earn your stripes. Ah, right. I think you go, like, you take a deep breath and have, you could not be more safe at the end of that film. They are in the arms of Sam Neil. They yeah. are in the thing. They everyone's surrounded by it. It's calm. There are birds. There's that beautiful piano. Yeah. And they go, "You could not be more safe." And you made it through. You yeah. made it through Jurassic. And I think as a kid, you, there's a bit of like, "I own my stripes there."
0: I made it through the film. Yeah. The kids made it
2: through the adventure.
0: Yeah. You made it through the film, mm-hmm. and now, yeah, maybe mm-hmm. your
2: parents would let you watch some other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So about growing ma- up is this stage of evolution, if you will. You know, it's uh, yeah. it's growing up, and I think that that's really nice. So then. Then they go, well, if you manage that, maybe maybe next week we'll try X.
1: Even if one of them survives, what will be left? The Texas Chainsaw Massacre.
0: It's about growing up. It's about mm. saying, we wouldn't have shown this to you when you were younger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lovely, I mean, Spielberg is very good for those. Mm-hmm. There's an order to watch the films in. Yeah, You'll yeah, watch yeah. E.T. when you're smaller. Yeah, And that's genuinely frightening. The the, the, the best friend dies. Yeah, like yeah, he's yeah. died. He's died you'll move beyond cartoons. You stop watching Disney, you start watching this. But with this, there's a brilliantly judged sense of saying this is a rite of passage. Yeah, yeah. Watch the scary movie, Mm -hmm. a movie in which nothing happens except children scream. (laughs) And we trust you to not be frightened.
2: It's love. Yeah, basically, I'm, I'm sure over the course of the podcast, you'll talk a lot about the Spielberg thing and his the way that he just taps into perfectly. What's the perfect amount of peril or, you know, that a child can take? And then what's one dial above that? Yes. What's like probably what's acceptable and then just tip it over a bit. The end of Raiders is too scary for, yeah. for the kids who've enjoyed it all the way through. Totally. Brilliant. Yeah. But they've as earned in, it.
0: You put your hands over your, your eyes. Yeah. There's that feeling of being trusted to take it. It's a very skilled director and it's an adult and he's mm-hmm. at peak of his powers. Yeah. But he's directing it with the eye of a child mm-hmm. for himself as a child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that makes it a very pure, very uncynical film. Definitely. And a film that you respond to and you obviously responded to as a child. Yeah. Saying, Oh, this is for me. It's he's the kid with a torch under his chin, <laughs> telling his friends the scariest yeah, story yeah. he can, and going halfway through, and do you know who it happened mm. to? Us.
2: <laughs> I think that's why looking back and when you think about like a comfort blanket, something that you find comfort in, you're also finding comfort one in your own bravery, you go like, yeah. I made it through. And this is, and that's my reward, and so you kind of hug that tight, the fact that you're like that was a moment in your life, when you were really scared, yeah, and you made it through, and now it's something that you can go, I own that, and that's my, and it, you get a warm feeling of being like brave or surviving it or being like and that's what I get from it. I get like uh this feeling of just firstly it's a precision it's precision engineered beautifully, so you know you, you always know you're in safe hands, but it's going, I made it through." i've done that and then you can sort of hold that tight and be like proud of yourself and get that warm feeling of like pride that you get from it
0: that's a lovely definition of comfort because comfort isn't about safety yeah comfort mm. is sometimes about having got through danger yeah and got out at the end and you're in the arms of sam neill in a helicopter <laughs> watching some beautiful pelicans fly past yeah yeah yeah, with a lovely piano oh it's wonderful what a lovely place to end we're back in the arms of sam neill <laughs> what
2: thank a wonderful you. place to be <laughs> thank you for bringing Jurassic part thank you
0: foot blanket was presented and produced by Joel Morris for the Cheese and Pickle Family of Podcasts. Find us on social media and don't forget to like and subscribe.
2: Acast powers the world's best podcasts.